welcome to ICI Digs Deep, sponsored by Parsons. Today, Julia Polston of ICI chats with Chad Sutton of Garrett High School and Eric Fisher of Hamilton Heights High School about how the industry has shaped their programs and how the industry can continue to support our youth. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of ICI Digs Deep. My name is Julia Polston, and I'm the manager of talent development at ICI. And today, the gang is back together again. It's been a little over a year since the four of us were on ICI Digs Deep together, and a lot has happened over the last year. And by that, I mean a lot of good has happened despite the craziness that has carried over from 2020 into 2021. We have a ton of updates for our listeners as well as a lot of good to discuss surrounding our industry's workforce. Today's guests are Eric Fisher from Hamilton Heights High School and Chad Sutton from Garrett High School. So thank you all for joining me again today. With that, for all of our listeners, especially any of the new listeners that we have, if you didn't get the opportunity to listen to our two-part episode on workforce development that was released back in August of 2020, I highly suggest that you listen to those episodes before this one, simply because those episodes dig really deep into each of our guests' backgrounds, their positions, their involvement in our industry's workforce development, and most importantly, you learn and get a sense of why these individuals are some of our industry's workforce trailblazers. So to remind our listeners who each of you are and what you do, I'll go ahead and let each of you introduce yourself by telling us your name, where you work, what you do, and I guess just kind of give our listeners a brief summary of the programs that you guys run. So, Eric Fisher, I'll let you start. Hi, Julia. Thanks for having me again. My name is Eric Fisher. I teach construction engineering at Hamilton Heights High School here uh, just north of Indianapolis. We have two pathways into construction, both the vertical and the horizontal, which is the reason we are here today. We also accommodate professional services architecture and civil engineering and construction inspection. So we cover the gamut from the trades to like the professional services, like you said. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for being here. My name is Chad Sutton. I'm the director of career development at Garrett High School in Garrett, Indiana. We have a comprehensive program that begins in the fifth grade and works all the way through the senior year of high school. And we have four pathways we really focus on, and that's construction and welding and Heavy highway, the horizontal aspect of construction and architecture, engineering, and design. Thank you guys for those brief introductions to, you know, refresh the minds of our listeners about the awesome things you guys are doing. So think of August 2020 to now. You've had a full, I guess that'd be a full school year. Um, no, a full year and a half of school um, now that I think about it. So what has happened with your program since the last time that we spoke on the podcast? Um, I know that both of you discussed the type of programs that you offer to your students at your schools, as well as the enrollment. So how has the enrollment improved since August 2020? Just give us all the updates on what's going on at Hamilton Heights and Garrett High School. We're a little bit behind where Eric is at this point, but uh, we have in August of 2020, we had nine students enrolled. They were juniors and now they're seniors. And this year we added another 25 to the program. So we're at 34. And some of those students are multiple pathway kids. So we have students that are in, in welding that are also in heavy highway. We have students that are in carpentry that are in heavy highway. And, and really 
I never planned it to be that way, but I'm glad it mm-hmm. is that way. Cause I'm like one of our welding students that's in heavy highway ended up getting a great internship with Brooks construction. And, you know, he's kind of picked his career path and it's funny how this thing, it's not funny. It's cool. How this thing kind of morphs into what it should be. When you start offering opportunities to students, you're going to figure out what they're good at, you know, the skill they're developing and the passion that comes out and it gives them a chance to follow it, pursue it. Mm-hmm. So we're pretty excited about that. We're just starting to get into the hands-on part of this program. It took us a little bit to develop it. And I'm kind of following Eric with what he's been able to do down there. And I feel like we're working really well together. And we're hoping that others from around the state will want to be involved as well. We can share you know, what we're doing. Mm-hmm. I know Eric's done some heavy equipment work and we're getting ready to do that. I think actually next week when we get back, from fall break on Thursday is our cat heavy equipment training will start. I think that's going to be eight days with those guys. So it's love that because we have, you know, we have a morning and afternoon class every day, but we're super excited about that. I know we have a directional bore company coming. We have a locate company coming and they're going to locate the area with the kids followed up by the directional boring company. It's going to bore and let the kids do that. And then oh, that's so cool. And then those equipment kids will come in and, and that's all stuff, you know, Eric is, is really done a lot of the groundbreaking hands-on activities with this program. And he's helped me out a ton to let me know what's working for him. And mm-hmm. every program can be a little different because uh, I think it really needs to fit your kids and your demographics. And I know we're, Eric and I have talked, we're, you know, I'm a l- little bit more geared towards the labor side of it. Mm-hmm. You know, Eric might be a little bit more geared towards the other end, but it's just what you know, what the kids are doing in your program. And so, and the opportunities in your area. So we're excited. A lot of things going on. No, love to hear that. So Fish, go ahead and tell our listeners about all the updates with your program over in Northern Hamilton County. Thank you, Julia. Thanks, Chad. I tell you right now, doing what we're doing together, I mean, this whole pathway we put together, I couldn't do it without Chad because he's my voice of reason and we communicate several times a month. So Update for us. Yeah, we're doing all the same things that Chad's doing. We're a little bit ahead of him, but as far as the timing of everything. So in 2020, we had 15 kids in our first cohort, and unfortunately, COVID hit, and we have lost a good portion of those kids. I'm sad to say, but we still have a core of six that we still have retained, and they are juniors and seniors. And I'm happy to report that about a month ago, with the opening of our sandbox last year, those kids completed their first level one certification with Caterpillar. So McAllister Cat here in Indianapolis sent out Ridge Edmond and he spent a day with safety and classroom instruction. And then the kids spent a day in the sandbox with the skid steer going through different scenarios that they had to test out on. So they are excited that they now have a level one certification with a skid steer. Those kids, those students, civil construction, heavy highway too. They'll be back in the sandbox in May, and they'll be getting their mini excavator certification. Those kids right now are presently uh, working through the uh, surveying unit. So we've been outside. I can tell you October is a fine month to be outside surveying. So those kids are getting those experiences. (laughs) Mm -hmm. We now have our second cohort launching or ramping into the pathway this year. I'm happy to report that we have 18 sophomores, juniors, and I think one senior in there. Love Uh, that. Yeah. Those kids are excited. They are currently working through the soils lab. So we're sieving soil and getting grain sizes and load bearing capacities so we can properly talk about stabilization of ground underneath roads and bridges. 
And those students will be getting into the sandbox in the spring. So they're excited about it. You know, it's amazing that operating equipment, how it's gravitating or attracting a student that we didn't realize we had in our population. Mm-hmm. So we're constantly uh, trying to improve. And as Chad said, trying to get the hands-on piece in this pathway is a challenge. But mm-hmm. we're trying some crazy ideas. So far, they've been working so well, so far, so good. So Love the updates from both of you. And you so kindly invited me to go out to the sandbox back in May. But I will say, any person that I've talked to, telling them about that experience, seeing those kids on those pieces of equipment, just seeing the engagement from them, and then you invited the parents out, that was one of the most humbling moments for me, seeing that and seeing the parents being so supportive and encouraging towards those students. And then also, you know, throughout the year, I always see on LinkedIn and other social media, you know, another humbling thing is Garrett High School, you guys have your signing day and parents attend that. And it's so awesome to be able to highlight this area of the industry for these students. And I think it's really awesome what you guys are doing. So thank you for doing that. Parsons is a leading engineering and technology firm that drives the future of critical infrastructure, defense, and intelligence. By combining unique technologies with deep domain expertise across cybersecurity, missile defense, space, connected infrastructure, and smart cities, they're providing tomorrow's solutions today. To learn more, give them a call at 317 616 one zero zero zero. So with that, what are some new opportunities in the last year that you've been able to offer your students and what partnerships I guess have developed within the last year and have those new relationships and new partnerships, have they really improved your programs within the last year? Well, Probably what we're putting together, the collaboration that we're having with David right now, as far as the grant work that's been put together from the Indiana DOT to help with programming, mm-hmm. help with certifications, you know, some curriculum. I think that's pretty exciting. I think anytime you can get the industry involved in what you do as an educator, as far as these students go, that's a home run. I would advise anybody who is thinking of doing this to make sure the industry walks right beside you. Mm -hmm. That's what's going to make it relevant. And the kids will see that they can smell something that isn't relevant. They can tell you right away that this really does not mean much, but if it's relevant and they know it, I mean, they're on board and they get why you're doing it. So I think that's really important. And, you know, collaboration in general with what Eric and I are doing and what we're willing to do with, the rest of the state, the rest of the country, it doesn't matter where it's from. We're willing to share. That's how we'll move the needle. We got to be able to get more students in the pool. Mm-hmm. You know, we can have we can have the best training in the world, but if we don't change the way we're doing things at a younger age so that students realize the opportunities, we're never going to move the needle. So yeah. we have to increase the pool of people that are involved in what we do. And uh, I think awareness and exploration of these professions and careers that are available you can work with your hands all the way until you retire or you can move up you know and be a blue collar person in this industry as fast as you want Mm -hmm. it's just everything is there and people don't know that yeah people don't realize that you know if i'm going into 
horizontal construction. I don't want to work in the dirt every day of my life. Well, if you do, great, because you're going to. If you don't and you want to advance and run the company or manage people or bid jobs or estimate or survey, whatever it is, there's opportunities there. And that's that's what we have to share with students and parents and their communities. And I think that's one reason that, that I'm on social media so much is to help mm-hmm. get that message out. Did I answer your question or did I just step on my soapbox? No, you're good. I know, you know, like I'm glad you mentioned, um, you know, you're partnering with Indot with David and helping with programming. And then you've always mentioned, you know, the partnership with Brooks, especially, you know, up in Northern Indiana and that partnership that you have with Brooks. I mean, how many students have you sent over to Brooks to get internships? I know it's more than one student. We're, we're two for two right now, two years in a row. We've done well. We're E&B, we work really close with them as well. And, Mm-hmm. I mean, they're trying hard. They want to get some students as well. They yeah. they actually did the asphalt for our subdivision that we have. They enjoyed being around the kids and came out later and made a special donation. So they've been, you know, when this curriculum was put together, those two companies were vital in the development of the curriculum. Mm-hmm. So it is truly 100% industry driven curriculum. Yeah, no, that's great. Having industry walk right along with you guys. I mean, you know, the first time I had you guys on the podcast, both of your backgrounds are in the construction industry. So, I mean, <laughs> I was telling Fish the other day, you know, people like you are a dime a dozen. And the state of Indiana is very fortunate to have the two of you here working with students to improve the industry. So, I know, Fish, you've been able to also create a lot of partnerships through the industry, too. So, let's, you know, go ahead and talk a little bit about the partnerships that you have over at Hamilton Heights and, you know, how those partnerships have helped improve your program over the last year and a half. NDOT has been a huge partner for us. David is always answering the phone whenever or an email or text whenever I send something. Last May, he invited our civil construction kids, our first cohort, and we did a site visit down to the North Split. And it was really uh, one of the most remarkable days of this old construction guys, this old educator's career, <laughs> just the kids were mesmerized for the full day. We saw a lot of demolition, but we did all, we also saw some construction going on up here. But it was it was a really cool day for them just to see the how sophisticated and how advanced such a project is. And you know what they didn't realize is they're only witnessing a small portion of the time of the construction. They don't realize how much planning is going on just mm-hmm. to make that eighteen months happen. So that was really an eye opening experience for them on a local level. The Asphalt Paving Association of Indiana, those good folks have come alongside of us and got us connected to the asphalt industry. And mm-hmm. so one of the things that we're trying to do is we're trying to make as many experiences as we possibly can outside of the classroom, just like Chad said, trying to make it as visual as we possibly can. So later on next spring, we're making a, a visit down to Reith Riley's 96th Street plant to see the operations of the asphalt industry. Oh, those kids are going to love that so much. Yeah. Trying to make it as authentic as we possibly can. If you mm-hmm. can't replicate it, you know, obviously asphalt has some dangers to it. But if you can go and go see it and smell it and see the process of it, I'm finding that is that it's what's a big attractor for the kids. And then another event that we had last month, the Indiana Ready Mix Association has a mixer truck Olympics, I call it, obstacle course, <laughs> and they have a state champion. So we hosted that here at Hamilton Heights on a Saturday. And you know, one of the things that you find is when it's on a Saturday morning and you have 36 kids show up on a Saturday morning at seven o'clock, mm-hmm. that took me by surprise a bit. A couple things. Uh, 
when I get to school at seven o'clock to unlock everything and whenever your students have already beat you there and they open up the garage door to greet me, my first thing is, all right, how did you get in the room? But then I didn't question <laughs> about it because, all right, they're excited enough. They broke into the building and they unlocked the building for me. So I, I, I let that one go. But another really cool story is a, a young man got out of bed on his own and rode his bicycle to the event and steel-toed work boots. When a 16-year-old does that, 15, 16-year-old does that, that means that they're excited to be at school. And mm -hmm. I can tell you right now, he doesn't really want to be at school, but to come to school on a Saturday, that's a sign that something's happening in their lives and they're, they're gravitating towards something that they never have. So those are some of the fun things that we're doing and trying to make those experiences attractive. So, you know, we get them out of bed on a Saturday morning. If you can do that, you're doing something right. Yeah. And then also, you know, Chad was involved in this also. Um, right when school got out, you hosted the Train the Trainer. So you had, and you know, David and I were lucky enough to get invited to talk to those group of future construction teachers here in the state of Indiana. Um, so for any of you listening that don't know what Train the Trainer was, you invited other schools that were interested in integrating similar programs that, you know, Chad and Eric have, and they spent a full week hearing from industry and learning and how many of those schools did you say are wanting to implement or actually are going to implement those programs at their schools? What did you say? Was it like three or four? Yes, uh, three. Actually, this year, LaPel High School, Tim Tarpley over there has implemented. I believe he has over 30 some kids uh, in his first cohort. And then uh, David Post down at New Pal sent me a text this week and said that they are offering a, the heavy highway civil construction pathway next year and they're looking to hire a teacher. And then Penn High School up north, they're still you know, in negotiations about what they're going to do. So basically what we've realized is that most of the construction teachers that are still remaining in the buildings that are still teaching have experience in a vertical pathway and a, and a vertical construction pathway. So we recognize the fact that we've got to, you know, back in my coaching days, you got to coach the coaches. Well, we got to teach the teachers. And so that being said, we had to recognize the fact that we got to bring teachers together and give them content and give them materials that are related to road bridges and infrastructure uh, so they can better speak better, more intelligently in front of the classroom about the content. Otherwise, if we don't and we don't provide that professional development, um, then it's going to be hard for those teachers to lead and, and attract kids into the pathway. So that was a big one. That was a, that was a pretty cool. Uh, we had all different partners come in and, and uh, create content, create material. And that was fun to see all the, just the different authentic activities that they put together uh, that is now in the kids' hands. So that went from industry alongside and, and complementing the NCCR curriculum. And so they brought those activities together. So now those teachers have those activities that they can take back and put into classrooms. So that was really cool to see. That is really, really cool. For both you, Chad and Eric, Looking over the course of how these programs have transpired over the last year, couple years, um, what would you both say has been the most challenging part of growing your programs and why is that? The industry is always willing to participate, mm -hmm. but they're not always willing to get students on job sites. That's very challenging, and I, and I know why. It's just part of what we need to change. You know, there's opportunities for these students and the rules and the laws are in place for them to be there to do those things. You know, we have to get to that point. 
Some companies will, some won't. You know, I'm sure we will eventually get there, but we need to be able to offer these experiences to them. And then I'd say probably another challenging part is the funding aspect is tough because mm-hmm. everything that we do is is different. You know, we have some things in our curriculum that we don't have at school. <laughs> mm-hmm. so we have to think out of the box. You know, Eric and I don't. Our school doesn't have a slip form paper. We just don't have one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so when it comes to that, you know, or the ability to build a bridge or some of those things that happen with bridge building, there's some curriculum I think that needs to be adjusted. But when you start seeking out opportunities to show kids about these things, mm-hmm. they're just, they're amazed. So it's kind of good because it it makes us work a little bit harder to to get these things done. And it's worth it, I think. So, yeah. Yeah, I would have to agree with Chad. Just getting the opportunities for the kids is difficult just because the industry is, has never had this kind of opportunity to attract kids to the workforce. So one of the workarounds, and Chad and I are both doing this, is uh, while we have them in our classrooms, we're scaffolding and building on as many certifications as we possibly can. That's the reason you're getting Caterpillar involved, getting a skid steer, mini excavator, flagging. You know, David got us connected to the ATSSA flagging certification. We're scaffolding on OSHA 10, anywhere we possibly can to get these kids as many credentials and certifications as we possibly can to make them more attractive to the employer once they graduate. So that's the, the workaround that Chad and I have come up with. And then once, you know, they graduate on a Saturday night, they can be somewhere on Monday morning working with this, all this experience. So that's the workaround we've come up with. Like those credentials Fish is talking about, we need the industry to put value on that. If the industry doesn't put value on these credentials, like if it doesn't mean something to them to hire these students with these certifications, then that's where we need to work together and make sure what we're doing does have value. Yeah. Yeah. So um, what more do our members need to know when it comes to educating and training our youth? We need them to be involved. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, the, the curriculum and some of the things that Eric and I are doing in school are only going to take us so far. Mm-hmm. You know, the next step is for your members to get involved and take these kids on. That's the next step in the education process, I believe. Mm-hmm. And I know you hear things like sometimes there might not be a go-getter or they, you know, they don't do this. or Well, it's because they don't know. They just don't know. We can't fault kids for what they don't know. Yeah, you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. You know? <laughs> they can learn that from them on the job site, in the company setting. That's part of the education process. Mm-hmm. It's vital for the next step. I would probably say have the members sit down within their organization and think outside the box. I know this is so, such a cliche phrase, but what can you do to offer an experience for the kids to bring them to your site, to bring them maybe just to the construction yard, just to see what that looks like. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the mechanization of the horizontal construction pathway is such a big part of the attractor. But, you know, we've got partners that have, have really been very innovative. Just what can, what can you do to attract a 17 or 18-year-old to go do an apprenticeship, go work in your industry? That would be the one thing is that I would challenge them to put together that. and also. I would challenge, you know, I'd like to see them identify schools within their communities where they work in their regions mm-hmm. and reach out to the teacher and say, hey, what can we do to help you implement this pathway? 
because we know there's a horizontal construction kid amongst your construction kids. We have two different type of construction kids. I never recognized it myself, but it's it's a different kid. They want to be outside. They don't they don't want to be confined to a building. They like being around the equipment. They want to be outside. They want to have a mobile office or a different job site somewhere. You know, it might be a year at one job site. It might be a month. But anyway, but yeah, I have the partners look around and say, what can we do? What we can do creatively to attract a kid to get him involved? Yeah, no, I agree with that. And to all of our members, you know, thinking about what both Eric and Chad just said about what they're needing from industry, really take that into consideration. Really think about what you can do to help your community because that can reflect on our industry's future workforce significantly. Okay, well, thank you, Chad and Eric, for talking about, you know, all the updates with your programs at both of your high schools. Um, And any of our listeners, any of our members, feel free to reach out to both of them. If you, you know, think of anything else that you can add value to their students to help them out, reach out to, I mean, if you don't have their contact information, you always can feel free to reach out to me and I have be more than welcome to connect you and I cannot wait to see where your programs turn into in the next year and especially the next five years. So thank you both so much for that today. Thank you again to our guests, Eric Fisher, Chad Sutton, and Julia Polston, as well as our sponsor, Parsons. Don't forget to tune in next week to hear more about workforce development, including adult education and the AGC of America Workforce Summit. To get in touch with our sponsor, Parsons, give them a call at 317-616-1000. Join us every Friday during your morning commute to hear safety talks, member spotlights, and inside information about the infrastructure and transportation construction industry. This has been ICI Digs Deep. Let's break ground together.